Hello, and welcome to the Balanced Wealth Podcast. My name is Gavin DeStasi, and on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the review meeting and why we think it's such an important process to go through. What we like to call critical redundancy. Here in our little corner of the world, we tend to be a little bit manic about getting clients in, either into our office or on the phone for an annual or semi-annual review meeting. And at times, some clients might feel like this is a bit of overkill. I get it, because in the space of six months or a year, it can easily feel like not a whole lot's really changed in your financial life. So why waste time trudging across town or carving an hour or two out of a busy day just to come and have this meeting? And the truth is, nine times out of 10, it's possible we could forgo the, the review meeting altogether and it would probably not matter a whole lot. We're going to rebalance your accounts and we're always managing your portfolio, whether you come in or not. So unless we're doing some kind of a major update to your financial plan, I get how it can feel like we just keep going over the same things every time you come in. We consistently reconfirm the little things from beneficiary designations to address and phone number. And I get that sometimes it must feel like it's listening to a broken record. I think there are probably a lot of advisors who also would be perfectly happy to forego the meeting more times than not, especially if the markets haven't been doing very well <clears throat> since the last review. But here's why it's so important to stay diligent and consistent with those reviews. It's that one time out of 10 that really makes the difference. And you never know when that one time's going to be. It's when we hear something different as we're going over those items of minutia that our ears perk up and we know to ask a follow-up question that can lead to a real revelation or an issue that definitely needs our attention. And it's only in the repetition that those differences can sometimes be picked up. It's also in the course of all those meetings that we truly start to know our clients and get a better understanding of the issues they're facing and how they react to news cycles and market cycles, or that we're not just making recommendations based on the numbers in their plan, but also informed by the nuance of each individual person and their behavior over time. I just recently had an interaction with a client that reminded me just how important these little things, such as systematic and ongoing semi-annual or annual review, are in terms of a well-organized and well-executed financial plan. We have a wonderful client. She's 91 years old, brilliant, hilarious. She worked for years as an engineer at UC Berkeley, never married, never had children, never thought that was a problem for her. She's always taken care of herself and has always done a great job of doing just that. But about five or six years ago, she started to notice that she was not quite as sharp as she once was. Of course, to me, she still seemed like one of the sharpest people I'd ever met. So she went out and did all the right things. She worked with an, an attorney to update her will and trust. She updated her beneficiary designations and executes springing powers of attorney for financial and healthcare matters, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> As I explained earlier, at every review meeting, we go over a checklist of items or a laundry list of minutia, if you will. As part of that list, we review beneficiary designations, trustees, executors, named powers of attorney, and anyone else associated with the client's estate plan. Well, at the most recent semi-annual review, my wonderful client mentioned that she had forgotten who her power of attorney was. This, of course, perked my ears up, and I said, well, I think we should probably just confirm that to be sure. And so we called over to her attorney to make sure we were all on the same page. When we got the information from the attorney, my client sudden, suddenly realized that the woman she had named as her power of attorney for financial matters had actually just been diagnosed with dementia herself. Obviously, this is not only a sad situation personally, but of course, could have been a potential disaster had she not figured out that this had happened before needing to trigger that power of attorney herself. 
It was immediately clear that she needed a new POA. So we got the attorney back on the line to request new documents be drafted right away. We were able to get it fixed before any major problems came about. Fortunately, in this situation, everything worked out because we found the issue before it became a huge problem. But the experience was certainly a reminder of just how important our review meetings really are. Despite how redundant it may seem to review the same information with our clients time and time again, when the answers are the same year after year, even to the point that it becomes almost embarrassing to do so, it's just so important to remember that the one time out of all of those that we do find an issue is what can make such a huge difference for our clients' long-term success. As they say, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. In light of all that, I thought it might be helpful to outline 10 things that should be reviewed with your financial advisor at least every year, if not every six months. This is by no means an exhaustive list, but rather a good starting point for essential items to review. So here we go. Item number one, designated power of attorney for financial matters. Number two, designated power of attorney for healthcare matters. Number three, designated guardians for minors. Number four, named trustee of the trust. Number five, named executor of the will. Number six, beneficiaries named in trusts. Number seven, beneficiaries named in wills. Number eight, beneficiaries of life insurance policies. Number nine, beneficiaries of qualified accounts, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, etc. And finally, number 10, forms of property ownership, whether individual, joint tenants, community property with rights of survivorship, etc. So that's all I've got for today's episode. Just a quick little hitter on why it's so important to have uh, your annual or semi-annual review and go over the items that we like to call critical redundancy. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Balanced Wealth Podcast. And perhaps the takeaway message from today's episode can best be summed up by one of those inspirational sayings that you see on social media all the time. And that is, don't forget the little things as someday you'll look back and realize that they were the big things. Thank you.